Hi everybody, it's Lady D here and I have Lady H and we are here to say Happy New Year! We have made it to 2023 and since we have been blessed to make it to another year, we have decided to spend a few minutes with you today. Lady H. Lady D has told me that class is out of session, so (laughs) I hope that you are enjoying these kickbacks where... We have spoken to our homies, Queen Melmendi, who is the Elsa to your Anna and the Black Girl Frozen edition of Oh My God, We Love Holiday Movies. Let's mistlehoe our way through this season. And then we also had Miss V and Madame Lizette talk about wrestling and the best of 2022 and you're about to hear the second half of that episode we're going to pick up right where we left off but before we do lady d what was your best pick of 2022 the best show on television in 2022 was endgame on nbc it was excellent the writing was good the acting was good and we got robbed that we're not getting another season Now, you can see that on Peacock, right? I believe you can see it on Peacock, but give me one second to check. Okay, and while she's checking, the show starred Ryan Michelle Bathy and Morena Baccarin as the two leads. It was an action-based show. It was a battle of wits where there were puzzle pieces to unravel a story. So it was almost like everything you thought you knew did you know and if not who are you now that you do know I wish we did have a satisfying conclusion but it'll live in infamy as one of those shows that we want more from this would be a great contender for a continuation via comic book or novelization series I actually do not see that we can watch Endgame on Peacock I wonder if they sold it somewhere let me check over on our friends at netflix although netflix has been pretty good with some stuff this year what does that mean just um shows in general but not that everything featured black women but they've had some really good stuff on i don't see it but if we find out where you can watch it we will put it in the show notes Or she'll tweet it because I'm not going to lie. We are doing this right before this will go up. So I might not have time to make that happen. But if she finds it, she'll tweet it. You know what? I agree with you. There were a lot of great shows this year. Honestly, too much for us to count. Now, I know that we did do a mini-sode earlier in the year. Say, watch this episode that I will link into the show notes where we did talk about the best of 2022 so far but really thinking about it I really can't say no to end game too so what are you looking forward to watch or experience in 2023 I am looking forward to the little mermaid mm-hmm. and season two of bel-air on peacock I can't wait to see where we're taking will <laughs> and the banks family Okay. And what are you looking forward to in 2023? When I, you know, I got a list, so I'm going to go. You list. Yes, I'm going to go through pretty fast if I can. Magazine Dreams, starring Jonathan Majors, Going to Mars, the Nikki Giovanni Project, 
Also like you uh, about The Little Mermaid, there is a, another Black Mermaid film called Mami Wata. That one's by a Nigerian filmmaker called CJ Fieri Obasi. So I'm really interested in that one. All Dirt Roads Taste of Salt. And that's going to star Moses Ingram, who also separate shout out because she is A, from Baltimore, and B, was an Obi-Wan Kenobi, which I didn't think that we mentioned. She was the boss in that show. And also, All Dirt Roads, Taste of Salt, also stars Sheila Atim, whom you may have seen in The Woman King. Snowfall, for you fans, is coming back February the 22nd on FX. The 1619 Project is going to be on Hulu starting January 26th. Uh, That looks pretty good. Harlem is coming back February the 3rd on Amazon Prime. Marvel has their stuff. Ironheart, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. February the 10th on Disney+. Plus. The Marvels. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. They're all going to be coming out sometime this year. Also Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Looking forward to seeing that. Also looking forward to seeing They Cloned Tyrone, which was supposed to come out in 2022, and it didn't. Aquaman of the Lost Kingdom and Shazam. Interested to see what DC is going to do since it's because DC done dc of course, Bridgerton, Queen Charlotte uh, show that'll be coming out. The last season of Sandy 10. Very interested in seeing how this will wrap itself up because as we have said in previous episodes, it's needed to be the last season. So I would hope that it ends well on its own terms. And what I'm very much looking forward to, which is going to be the first thing, is Zora Neale Hurston claiming a space, which is going to be on PBS on January 17th. Okay, quick question. Yeah. The, the Charlotte story is coming out in 2023? Yes, ma'am. So, yes, I'm also looking forward to that, too. Did you see that I tweeted a picture of the young lady Danbury? Yes, I did. They're starting to leak out things, I guess, in preparation. I am thinking that the Charlotte story is going to come out in 2023. And perhaps the next season of Bridgerton may come out in 2024 is what I'm gathering. But I don't know. But, you know, keep your eyes on our Twitter because we're on Twitter right now. And uh, I will keep you posted with that. So I think that you may also be interested in magazine dreams. Okay. You know me, I'll give something a shot. Let me just say what it's about. Magazine Dreams from director and screenwriter Elijah Bynum, starring Devotions, Jonathan Majors, Taylor Page, and Harrison Page. The forthcoming feature centers around, quote, an amateur bodybuilder struggling to find human connection as his relentless drive for recognition pushes him to the brink do you need more because you know he's like super buff because of the other movie that we didn't mention but we want to see creed 3 ah and then of course i want to go see some concerts anita baker jill scott janet jackson rumored beyonce all i'm going on tour this year anybody you want to see i wouldn't mind seeing jill scott and janet jackson who wouldn't want to see janet jackson 
our love of Janet Jackson has been documented because we covered her special on Lifetime. And um, Stephanie Mills is going on tour. On tour. I don't know if I should. I can go see Stephanie Mills again because I'm that person that was, that's like, sing home! So, <laughs> you know, like, even though I love me some, I feel good all over and you put a little rush on me. And, and some other things, I'm still going to be like, sing out! Yeah, I don't think y'all want, I want to, you know what, let me amend that. I want to go, I don't think y'all want me to go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, New Edition is touring again with Keith Sweat and Guy. Ooh. Um, Backstage under age. Kenny Lattimore, Boys to Men. Yeah. <laughs> In Vogue. I love me some in vogue, but is it three or the four? Because I, I they they got that third girl. I'm like, who is her? So you I don't know. You know it's the three. And um Shantae Moore, if you like her, she's I do. Be, she's touring. Did I, I say Patty? Patty's always on tour because I know. My Patty's Patty. on tour. Because I'm always gonna go, me and my mama. That's just a given. And, and see, okay, I've seen a lot of these people already, so I'm I'm thinking I want to see somebody I haven't seen before. Carl Thomas and Case, absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> I, listen, when they was hot back when we was in high school, I wasn't trying to grab my underage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's nothing wrong, with, and there's nothing wrong with them. <sighs> if I'm going to risk the pandemic and my coin. <laughs> they ain't it and it's not and it's just me and my preference and my you know my money I tweet the Grinch for a reason folk <laughs> that's just me you know no now I would spend all of the money to see Sade okay you'd spend all the coins to see because she is someone who I grew up with whom I've always had the greatest admiration for and I've never seen. Okay. And she doesn't tour often and she's in her 60s and overseas. There's a lot of factors here. Yeah, I would spend the money for Sade. Would I spend the money for Beyonce? Controversially, it depends on how much the tickets are, when and where, and who else I went to go and see because one thing that she has said is that okay this album is renaissance act one. Oh, so they may be act two so maybe i'll go see act two i'm not feeling with her the threat of this may be the last time which is the reason why buying a ticket for this tour may be deprioritized also and i love her for this she's a great documentarian where if I miss it, I know that she will have recorded it in some way, shape, or form for me to be able to watch it. There you go. See, I don't I don't agree in spending a whole lot of money on concert tickets. So if I have to spend more than $100 a ticket, I'm not seeing anybody. I'll watch it on TV if it comes on TV. Or I'll just hear about it from somebody else. Like Lady H. She told, look, she took me to Beyonce. And I didn't have to go spend Beyonce tickets. <laughs> Girl, you know what my history is in terms of what my father did for a living and how many artists we did see up close and personal and didn't have to spend money. So it was rare that we did spend money for concerts to get the full concert experience. But 
knowing that it's like okay i would spend money on beyonce because i know that she's not gonna waste my money i have one other person coming but i'm gonna say that they're not black but they've they've run in the black circles forever john b is performing he had a few albums but you know what i could see if you were saying he was really hot when we were in high school if you wanted to go back then but couldn't for myriad reasons if you wanted to see him now again i understand that that was kind of our point but the last episode in wrestling where people talked about john cena or other people and i'm saying like yeah i'd go see him because he's not going to be around too much longer or you know when he was really doing a damn thing i wasn't watching wrestling or in a position to go so with john b i could say like all right if you wanted to see him because you've always wanted to see him then conduct that wish fulfillment anything else that you want to say oh no i think that things come out and are I, I catch more advertisements and for 2023 shows and movies i think there'll probably be more that i'll want to add to my list there was a whole lot of stuff we didn't really talk about it but if we didn't mention it and we should have watched it or it needs to be in our thinking let us know so that we can try to find it <laughs> and put us on the list Okay, so the last thing that I want to say is that hopefully everybody is joining us in reading Bloodmarked. Our next meeting on Twitter Spaces is going to be January 15th, which is a Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we will discuss chapters 11 through 20. So technically, we're going to be discussing chapters 1 through 20, but... If you need to go back and refresh yourselves, 11 to 20, those are the ones that we're mainly going to be focusing on. So you have time to catch up and read. And uh, anything else that you want to say before we turn it over to our conversation with Madame Lizette and Miss V? No, I think I am good. I'm just like I said, just welcome to 2023. I mean, as I posted on Facebook, please be good to us all 2023 and be good to yourself. You on Facebook? You know I'm on Facebook. I know you are not on Facebook, Mm-mm. but that's where my family is and a lot of mm-hmm. my old classmates and people. So yes, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Now I'm not on a TikTok stuff because I don't do dancing and all that other crap. We know Lady D can't dance unless she has lots of alcohol. So Wow, that's not something I would have shared. But if you want to find me and you're not on Twitter, you can always send us a bat signal. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye, everybody. Well, then, so nothing else to talk about wrestling. We're going to transition into the best of 2022. Is that what I'm hearing? We can. All right. So let me see. Madame Lizette's off a of mute. So I'm going to start with you. Okay. What are your biggest stories of 2022 or the television shows, the books? Put us on what was Madame Lizette's 2022 like? So let's see. I've been trying to get back into connection with things that make me happy when I was younger. So like playing video games, 
watching animes, reading books or comics or whatever, because life is shit. So we should just start enjoying the things that bring us joy. So I have been trying to catch up on television shows, but I'm awful at that. But I would say like the brightest spot of 2022 was probably Abbott Elementary. That show is perfect. I finally caught all the way up to mid-season finale. And I have thoroughly enjoyed not only like the characters that we had already met, like Janine and all of them, but then the new teachers that they've introduced, some of the new students that they've introduced, giving the characters even more depth, building that tension. I've really, really, really enjoyed that show. Um, On the flip side of that, I've read a lot of books and y'all can blame JJ for this. She most definitely was sending me, Lady H has been sending me books. We send each other books every day. That is 95% of our conversations at this point. You all should probably read Legend Board and then listen to our episode about it and then start Bloodmark so we can talk about that again in January. Chapters, what was it, 11 through 20? Yep. It's, 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 it's ramping up real fast. <laughs> like, um, Tracy Dion was like, oh, no, 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 no. You thought we were slowing down? No, ma'am. We're going to kick it into high gear. I got my, I got myself to like chapter 17. and was like, hey, I need to slow down a little bit because I wanted to be fresh for the episode. Um, because otherwise, I was just going to finish the book and then have to go back and reread it to make sure I understand what we're talking about on the podcast. And I didn't want to do that to you guys. So um, that has been some bright spots. A couple of audiobooks that I have just finished, like Lady H has got me into audiobooks. It started with one audiobook, and then somehow I think since September till now, I have listened to like 15 audiobooks, give or take, um, or, and or read like 10 or 15 books between then. It's all her fault, blaming her every time. But the one that I just finished reading that like totally lightened up my life was um, You Made a Fool of Death with Your Beauty. It was a little yeah. slow. But once it got going, I was like, oh my goodness, I could like see myself in this character. I could understand and feel the grief of what she's dealing with and her using her creativeness to kind of find love, but also develop her own artwork and become her own person and find her own happiness and peace with her loss and her own grief. So that was beautiful. Um, I also read and or listened to the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo that book ended up being better than I expected for like a non-black author Evelyn is not a likable character so I'm just gonna let you know if you come in here with like oh I'm gonna love her no you're not she's not likable and she reiterates throughout the book I am not a likable person <laughs> like <laughs> I'm not spoiling anything for you she lets you know you're not gonna like me by the time we get to the end of this um but that was also actually better than I expected and I enjoyed that a lot I am currently listening to Honey and Spice. It's going to be my last book of 2022 because I have to return it back to the library. I think in like five days, so I got to cram 10 hours in. I can do it. Um, there were some other like YA books and things like that. The Real, which is what Lady H got me to listen to first on audiobook, was beautiful for it to be like, I felt like 80 chapters long, but it was gorgeous and loving and I fell in love with the characters. And it's probably one of the reasons why I got to listening to audiobooks because it's actually very well recorded. Seven Days in June was another good one. Honestly, that's what I have been focusing on. That those are my best of getting back in touch with listening to books or reading books and trying to be creative and what that looks like to me um, and finding like spaces to kind of relax. As far as like video games go, I like killing zombies. So me and my brother have played Back for Blood and all the DLCs and that's been so much fun because 
I am not a person who likes first person shooters, but I am very good at this one, or at least very decent at this one. And I've been playing Pokemon the whole time we've been recording, so I've been doing that. Just getting back in touch with the things that make me feel at home and at peace and that are somewhat childlike. But I thought about this. People always talk about you're supposed to lose and leave childish things at some point because you're no longer a child. But I read this on Twitter and they were like, look, your 30s are about fixing all the stupid shit you did in your 20s and your 40s are about reconnecting to all the things that like make you happy and if they are childish things then they're just going to be childish things and for me I may not be in my 40s yet but I'm in my 30s so I'm trying to fix my 20s stupid shit but I'm also working on connecting to things that make me feel good so books and video games and talking about those things are things that make me happy and they have made my 2022 bright um I can't follow that Someone just tell you right now uh, <laughs> this, be like actually I ain't done none of that shit never mind none of that <laughs> let me just tell you this year has been the craziest year at work <laughs> we launched a new brand <laughs> uh new uniforms new marks and all that in November and it is they been... dope though don't let her Thank like you. act like they're not they're actually very dope yes they I are mean, like, I am not anywhere near being a baseball fan or a Minnesota Twins fan because I live in Texas. But yeah. no, the new look is dope. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that has been what I have been working on since January 1st of this year. Actually, it goes back to 2020. It's been a almost a two-year process. So I it's been full speed ahead with that all year. So my life i i while you were talking lizette i was actually like let me hop on netflix to see what i've been watching because i don't even know like everything blends in over the last two years i don't know like i'm like did i watch the boys this year or was that last year did i watch invincible this year or was that last year i have no idea um so next year i'm hoping going into 2023 because this year was kind of a wash of like trying to set, like I wanted to read more this year, but every time I went home, I went to sleep. I just, you know, couldn't do it. I listened to a bunch of podcasts, but they were mostly like, I listened to um, Fake Doctors, Real Friends. That was the Zach Braff and Donald Faison uh, podcast. I listened to Girls Next Level. I don't know if you guys back in the day watched the Girls Next Door TV show with Bridget Kendra and um, Holly, the Playboy playmates who are um, Hef's girlfriends. Well, Bridget and Holly now have a podcast where they're re-watching all the episodes and actually giving you the behind the scenes of like what was really going on there and what they weren't happy about and what like the real real. Um, and so that's been really interesting to listen to. And then I've also just been listening to the Guilty Pleasures podcast, which is a podcast that's kind of an offshoot of the Try Guys, where they watch Guilty Pleasure movies and decide if it's a pleasure, a guilt or a guilty pleasure. And they kind of break down the movies. And that, I guess, has made me kind of nostalgic because they've gone back and watched a lot of movies from childhood and rewatching them as an adult to see if they still hold up has been interesting. So I've watched some of the movies that they've watched on that show. I've gone back and or they talked about on that podcast. I've gone back and rewatched to um, to see if they were actually legit. Um 
And then what else have I been doing? Yeah, besides working. Uh, and But going into 2023, I do want to find, <laughs> I'm hoping to find more time for self-care. And that includes being able to like read books, listen to books on tape. When I was younger, I was very, very heavy into books. And as I've gotten older, I've gotten away from that. So I'm hoping that next year I will have time. Well, I shouldn't say I'm hoping. I'm going to make time to do things like that, like read books and listen to book books on tape so that I can exercise my mind a little bit more and not always watch so much uh, television. Because I do watch a lot of television, but a lot of times it's just stuff to kind of like have something on the TV while I'm eating or whatever. Um, if you follow me on Twitter right now, you will see that I started watching Emily in Paris and it has pissed me off since episode one, but it's one of those shows where I like hate to watch it. So, but I can't stop watching it, but everything about it is absolutely the worst. So uh, I don't know if I'll be able to continue it, but I started watching that. Other than that, yeah, next year I got to self-care and get back into books and get back into expanding mine a little bit. So that's the plan. All right. So don't go on mute yet because uh, Madame Lizette and I are going to jump you. One thing that we try to do like with Legendborn or in particular Bloodmarks is that we're doing a slow read. So we're saying if you can commit to 10 chapters a month, mm-hmm. that's that's all we're asking for. We're trying to make it easy for people. Yeah. And if you need to jump in, uh, you can listen to the podcast. And I do have a companion guide for Legendborn that'll get you there. And if not... Madame Lizette and I, you know, we're all about the books. We can probably get you a novella or something. You tell us what you like. We, your dealers, we can probably get you with something. There is that. Now, Miss V. Yes. You also had thoughts about Beyonce Renaissance and the album. Aha. The mic is yours. I love that album um (laughs) uh no that album is probably one of the best one the best cohesive album that she's put out in a really really long time like it's good from top to bottom it was a really smart direction and the fact that it's just the beginning of a a new phase for her I'm excited to hear what else she's gonna do I'm the thing is like I know she's going on tour next year I don't know how she's gonna be able to perform that album because everybody when they listen to it they listen to it from the first song all the way down to the last song. And so I would love to see how she's going to perform that album and intermix her old stuff with it, or if she even is going to do that, or if she's going to jump. The way the album was was made, like they one song transitions into another one. So I am very interested to see how she's actually going to be able to perform this album without doing it the way that we are used to hearing it on the album. Um, but I think overall, like it's one of her best albums that she's ever done from top to bottom. I'm nervous about the other ones that cuz this like I said it's this is basically phase 1. I think she's got like three other albums that are supposed to be tied to Renaissance. So, um I don't know how she's going to top it, but she'll probably find a way cuz she's Beyoncé. I had to ask you about those two things because you were invited to be on this podcast and I know you were busy and you had stuff yeah. to say. Um any other albums? I know SZA had an album out this year. Samara Joy, uh, Ari Lennox. Who else? No, I said I did not listen to SZA's album. The The response to it on social media was not great. Therefore, it did not make me feel like I needed to go on to... And I never really... She's one of those weird, like... Uh, she mispronounces words when she sings and it drives me crazy. She's like um, Camila Cabello. Have you heard the Camila Cabello's version of... I'll be home for Christmas yet? No, because I'm black. 
I haven't heard the whole song either, but I just heard it a clip on Twitter where she pronounces Christmas like Christmas. And it's like the most, and that's what SZA is to me. SZA mispronounces words too, and it drives me absolutely insane. But you guys should look for the Camila Cabello. Just look for like that clip of her singing I'll Be Home for Christmas. And the way that she pronounces Christmas is blasphemy. It is the worst. <laughs> absolutely the fuck not. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm not putting myself through that. The SZA <laughs> album, like I have some diehard SZA friends who are fans of hers. So... They like it. I listened to it going to a Christmas party last weekend. And I was like, this is not a cohesive album. She's all over the place. My cousin was just like, it took three years to put it together. And she's recording it. And I was like, yeah, but it could take three years and you can still make it cohesive. It could have one band, one sound. Because Control, the album before this one, is one band, one sound. Like there is a very streamlined way that she wrote that album and the songs flow very well one of my biggest issues with SZA is yes she sings in cursive like sis be saying word I'm like that's not how you say that but also it doesn't always have a direction to it she likes to be experimental which I don't mind but it doesn't always flow really well so and then they were talking about what the album was kind of about and I decided I wasn't a part of the demo so I just was like I'm not listening to it again like I gave it and it's long. It's like 20-something songs. And my teacher's band is short, so nope, not going to work either. So yeah, I was just like, I'm good. Y'all got it. We fine here. 20 um, songs? I think so. I think it's like 20 songs. That's insanity. Insane. No. Nobody, no. No. Nobody I mean, on their second album, like, no. Mm-mm. I think it's her third, I think, her third album. Still, um, she should have it all yeah. out by then. She should have all by your third album. If you're still doing, that's like that Chris Brown, like qu- like quantity and quality are not the same. They're not. And if you can't tell your story on your album in like 14 songs, then yeah, your 20 and songs is insane. One thing about what you said, V, about Beyonce how she's gonna perform this album. Some of these songs she recorded during Lemonade or during self titled Yeah, years ago. Yeah. So, like, she might actually be able to string those three albums together and kind of show us where it could have gone, right? If she would have added those songs to the album, if she still wants to do old stuff. But I don't really know if she's going to want to do the old stuff. I think she recognizes that this album is like a body of work that can stand on its own and can legitimately perform forwards and backwards and fans are going to just like eat it up. Agree, agree, agree. Okay. Um, so I'm going to read a few properties that came out in 2022 that kind of made my highlight lowlights of the year. If you all know of one like you know once i read the list i'm gonna try to go through it pretty quickly if y'all got something to say about one of them please feel free to do so in no particular order the woman king beyonce's renaissance paper girls ms marvel till neptune frost nanny wendell and wild on the come up wait wendell and wild was perfect Uh aha Aha! Got you. All right, we can come back to that. Um, The Sandman, P Valley, Nope, Good Fight, Superman and Lois. You mentioned Abbott Elementary, Strange New Worlds, Atlanta, A League of Their Own, Interview with a Vampire, Kindred, Annie. That was the show they they did. Beauty and a Beast, 
and and then some of the books like you has said the legend born cycle you made a fool of death with your beauty unfortunately francine didn't come out but it was new to me uh love radio honey and spice real skin of the sea so we mentioned some of those books together but all right from that list Y'all got anything you want to add? I know you pop for Wendell and Wild. Um, nothing I want to add. You have a lot of things on that list that I actually like want to watch or listen to or whatever that I just haven't been able to. But Wendell and Wild was so dope because it was so good to see a black. Um, well, actually, I think she's black and Native American based off of her um her necklace. But to see a black girl a part of like the alternative culture and finding herself dealing with grief like I thought it was a very good coming of age story Key and Peele did a fantastic job just being them and being a part of the story and at this point like he can't do no wrong like they just need to let him make whatever scary movie non-scary movie they want him to do because he's perfect honestly but it's really good for kids I thought it was going to be a little scary it's not actually scary at all it teaches a really good message and kind of explains the project to prison pipeline and how it works. Um, and I think that if you don't know how it works or if you need a simplified view of that, it, it does a good job of giving you that. And let me just say now, if you want to read a book about that, Monique and Morris has Push Out that also talks about that, uh, about the school to prison pipeline and especially how it impacts Black girls. Okay, did any of those things pop you, Miss V? Um, that was a oh. very long list. She's uh, like, um, <laughs> 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 like, remember what the heck I, like I said, what the heck I watched this year? What was I really in? Like, what did, off of that list that I was really into? I mean, we mentioned Abbott Elementary, where you talked about that, and that show is perfect. And I really hope they bring Tay Diggs on as the drama teacher, because that's that's a thing on Twitter right now. Yeah, are you I've serious? Yeah, I've seen that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that would be amazing. He'd be perfect for that role. Yes, Um, like he already plays over the top characters anyway. This would be excellent. Oh, you know what we you didn't mention, but it just came out. Have you guys watched the Best Men uh, final chapters? I have no. Oh, it's so good. I finished it all in a day. It's so good. I heard that it's good. Um, when we were having dinner yesterday, I was told like, no, that you should watch this. So, um. I was going to figure out some time to set aside to watch. Yeah, it's definitely good. And I hate that they're calling it the final chapters because they legitimately could make it a television show. There should be a second season. I mean, there's some stuff that they didn't wrap up the way that I wanted them to wrap it up. But then a lot of stuff they did makes complete sense. But yeah, they it's it's actually really, really good. And I like the fact that it's on Netflix. So it's like, Wait, wait, wait. It's on Netflix? Uh, Peacock. Isn't it Peacock? Sorry. Um, So it's a little bit more uh, vulgar than it would be if you went to the movie theater or you watched it anywhere else. So you definitely see, uh, you know, um, Lance. Yeah. Lance is handling his wife's death a lot differently than people probably would expect him to handle it. So, so yeah, you guys should definitely get in with that. It's really good. Queen Mom Mindy also recommended it. So, hey, Queen. Um, I left it off the list as well as Riches and Bel Air because I just knew Lady D, whom I lost. Um, 
would mention those because I Bel Air is coming back in February, so that's one yeah. of all you're looking forward Bel-Air to. Was really but good too. it yeah. was. Oh, I loved yes. it. And yeah. reasonable doubt. I left that off the list. That was I'm on trying. <laughs> I got like Have five you- minutes in, and then I was like, I need to do something, and so I didn't go back. Yeah, oh, you need, need to go back. And Richie is another that? one that I really want to watch yes. too. And that's on Amazon Prime. Also, th- I think this has been the year for Kiki Palmer. Oh she's yeah, Alice. She's had nope. She's I mean at the end of the year she of twenty twenty one she was on Insecure, which kind of led us up into this, and you know her Angela Bassett impersonations and and her baby. This is Kiki Palmer podcast. I think that this has been her year and congrats on a baby. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was surprising. I did not like it's there certain people. It's really strange. Like we've known her and that's in quotes since she was a kid. So to think that now she's going to be a mother is crazy. Akila B is about to be a mom. Oh, and mama. The, and I did you just say my it. baby's having a baby? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> she about to Basically. have a whole baby. And like people were like, oh, my God, it was so weird. That's something else y'all need to do. Can you just learn to be happy for other people and not just be right. so fucking miserable all the time? Yeah, everybody's oh. been miserable this year. It yeah. was a bunch of, oh my God, can we stop with the single black mama? And I was like, maybe her baby daddy just didn't want to be on the show. Like, what are we doing, yeah. guys? Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Lady D is back. <laughs> I'm just going to say, just everybody needs to grow up. Children's stars are going to become adults and they're yeah. adult kids. That's not the end of the day. Like, they're yep. not going to be 13, 14, 15, forever. forever. They do Haley Duff older. has had a baby for, like, she got, like, a 10-year-old. <laughs> Haley Duff. Oh, that's why. Or Hillary Duff. Hillary, not, not Haley's your sister. Hillary has, like, a 10-year-old. She's, yeah, and she's younger than, um, it's just weird because we've known her since she's little, but I'm happy for her, and I'm very excited for, um, for Kiki. It still makes you realize how old you are when, like, the stars who were, like, stars when you were a kid or you've known them, seen them since they were a kid are now pop in children out yeah it makes me feel super old because my kids were watching yeah yeah, yeah you time grow up with you grew up with them and now you're like dang you having babies i ain't even had one yet like right? well, that's what y'all are saying but i'm saying i feel old as crap because my children i know yeah we're watching her oh lord can anybody do kiki palmer doing angela bassett mm-hmm. oh no but angela looks so like none used. of y'all can do it <laughs> no no uh, and if I, I could i would not even try oh because i can do it well fine if no one else is doing it, i'm not doing it um lady d while you were gallivanting i mentioned for you for 2022 and, and please you know take over riches interview with a vampire reasonable doubt what did you watch this year or read or you know like yeah. what was your 2022 like so great but I've read, I've had to read for our podcast. And even then I didn't do so well because my personal life, my work life takes over most of my life. Me too, sis. And, Me then, too. and then I'm, and then I'm tired and sleepy. Me too. I don't want to read because you have to have my brain on so I can envision things. Um, But anyway, but for television, I don't have to think and I don't have to, and it can watch me at the end of the day. So, you know, I, I watch Riches, Reasonable Doubt, Vampire Academy, all the normal crap that's on regulars, ABC, NBC, CBS. I will still always look forward to a new season of Bob Hart's Abishola, which is still in its current season, but when it comes back in 2023. 
first season. What is that going to be, five? I love that you still love that show because, like, I haven't sat and watched it, but every time I see it, I think of you. (laughs) So, Riches, I watched, you know, it wasn't too bad. Like all shows, you know, there's some holes here and there, but overall, it wasn't too bad being that it's a black British family. It all takes place in the UK, but on you know, for us Americans to watch. It was, it was, it was cool. Um, You know, it's kind of like, oh, out of left field, like how they are going to be like, oh, I'm going to leave my company too, which is cool. Actually, I, I kind of feel this, you know, you kind of abandoned your older kids, um, which didn't actually super happen as we got some more information, but you kind of abandoned your older kids and then you died and like, yep, I'm going to leave the company to them. That's how I'm going to make up for, you know, one thing I have learned is they are not good parents out here. <laughs> well, uh, I have a question for is that kind of like the Kings of Napa, which was also another show for 2022? So, oh, yeah, I did watch Kings of Napa. The difference with the Kings of Napa is he was always around. Mm. He, I mean, he may not have been, a, a you know, as all parents are, we're not always great 100% of the time, but that's just the difference between, you know, Napa and Riches. But other than that, everybody got to come together because. Y'all try to try to do some stupid shit and makes everybody have to come together. So, I mean, I'm cool with watching for season two. Try to, you know, sit up here, try to support all things black. And most of everything that came out this year wasn't bad. And Reasonable Doubt, I liked it. Although Jax had some questionable um, behaviors and responses to things. But hey, so goes life. Don't we all sometimes have some questionable responses? And do some questionable things every now and again. Even if it's a small thing. Hers just happened to be large. They left it on a cliffhanger. But you won't be disappointed if it didn't come back for a season two kind of cliffhanger. I just want to say that it's on Hulu. But they also tried it one episode on ABC. So who knows what will happen with that. Yeah. Any other one? I wanted to ask you about something in particular. Oh, you typed in over here, first kill. Yeah, but it's not coming back. Yeah, I know. It's, you know, 2022 show. (laughs) I mean. We are going to talk about that later, though. We're we're going to have a vampire show. I thought it was good. I do like that, you know, we were hunting people. Black female hunters. Not us being hunted. So that's cool that that was, that they flipped the dynamic for first kill like that. But. It was actually good. It should have came back for season two. Sometimes I'm not understanding Netflix criteria for bringing back stuff, but girl, Netflix doesn't understand Netflix's criteria for bringing <laughs> things back. Uh, none of them do. I, I mean, that's that was one of the stories of the year I wanted to talk about if we actually have time. But Naomi aired this year, Women of the Movement, Queerest Folk, Tom Swift, which had Zinzi. Oh, but I wanted to ask. Oh, yeah. I know Tom yeah, Swift was our shit. I still haven't finished that. the season because I got so upset that they had canceled it, but I need to watch. You do need you to do. watch the rest of it, but it should be coming back for a season two. We've been robbed. And we have an episode on that, but I wanted to ask, did anybody watch Rap Shit? No. No. Uh, there was another one. I'm trying to find it. Everything's Trash. Never you heard of that. Uh, what about you, Miss V? I've never heard of that either. Mo Reese recommended it okay so if you're not heard of it i'm going to read the plot summary really quickly phoebe is a podcast star navigating her messy but amazing life oh i have watched that i watched the set two episodes it's good 
Yes. Okay, we got a good review. Let's go. You know, and I watched two episodes of Rap Shit. I don't think I was a demographic. It was it was fine for what it was, but I said, This is this is for somebody else. I could see that I you guys know who Kid Fury is, right? Yes, from the read on Twitter. And he Mm -hmm. wrote on the show, right? Him and Crystal. Yeah, he wrote Mm -hmm. on Rap Shit. So I think like that's the demo, the typical Kid Fury Crystal's uh demo, I think, is is probably who that show was for. I think they tried to have the same demo that watched Insecure, but it just it wasn't the same demo for that. Um so I think I did like one episode and I haven't gone back to it, but I'm gonna try to get through it. But everything is trash. The lead character is like a black girl who's got teal green, like sky blue box braids. And I think that show of the two, I think that's the one that I think would work that you guys would probably like better for sure. Yeah. Um, I just got busy with life and never got a chance to like circle back with it, but it's Me good. Too. That was part of my problem where it's, it's always like what makes a cut, but that's the reason why I want to have as many voices to say like, hey, y'all, if y'all are busy and you weren't sure if you should spend your time, I need for somebody to say, yes, spend your time on that. Also, Zatima. What the fuck? Okay, that's BT, BT Plus. Okay, what about Flatbush Misdemeanors? No. Okay, Run the World. Mm-mm. Where are these shows you getting from? Run the World. Uh, Run the World on Showtime or something? Yeah. What are, are uh, these shows? And why are I, they doing such a bad job promoting themselves to black people? Right. Because, like, that makes no sense. You listed, like, four shows and we're like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, exactly. So I'm about to keep going. Grand Crew. I've never heard of that. Oh, no. I love Grand Crew. Grand Crew is so good. And that's on Peacock. That's on oh, Peacock. Oh, I saw that. I watched that. They just finished recording season two because I saw a picture from one of the characters saying that they had just finished film. So we should be getting a season two here in a little bit. Okay, did Good. anybody watch How to Ruin Christmas, the new season? No. Queen Mel Mindy did. Okay. I Well, I liked it. I mean, it was only three episodes this season. The foreign shows, their seasons are much less than ours. They're not, you know, 10, 13, 20 episodes like we're used to, but I thought mm. it was cute. Yes, and I don't even remember if they mentioned the cousin sister who died in it, but she's supposed to be like, you know, the focus in the comic relief but this season was fine without her i think that there's a a crossover between lifetime's merry little christmas which stars kelly Rowland, and how to ruin christmas in terms of the progression where there was a meet cute and then there was the wedding and then it was the baby and i think that those two properties kind of mirror each other and same progression it's just that one is a black american and the other one is south african um i have a question for you lady d before i do there was another show that i do know you watch miss v that i started to and stopped watching and that was the wonder years is it still worth watching i I did the same thing you did yeah i got to i think like their mid-season finale and Mm -hmm. i haven't watched since Oh, we got to do better. And then there's shows on BET and BET Plus that, you know, I'm not even pulling up the Girl. app for. And then there's That's too much work. It is. And all black. I'm not paying extra money. So I need somebody who actually has yeah. it, who has watched it, who says these shows are quality. To so worth to spend the extra subscription money. Yes. You know what else came out? We didn't even what? talk about Paramount Plus. The game came back again for season two. No, thank you. 
It was actually, it it's did. actually good. I didn't even it's watch season one. It's not that I think it's bad. It's just, <laughs> they've been running this show for so long. And I'm just like, guys, but let this, it go. But this actually doesn't focus on, you know, because the game was supposed to focus on what's his face and his girlfriend, fiance slash wife. And this one focuses on Tasha. If, I mean, because you know, Tasha was the she was the more entertaining. Of this is Tasha focus, not players' wives focus. I saw that it was coming back for another season, and Tasha was doing something, and I was like, "Oh, it's on!" And I just kind of left it at that. And then, of course, there's Star Trek principles. Oh yeah, I read them off. Those are the other ones that I read off. I know so, we're talking about those in depth, right? A little and, later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all coming back in 2023. Okay, so that's what you're looking forward to. Now, here's the thing I've been trying to ask, and I don't want to forget the Woman King. Anybody watch? I know you did. Lady I saw Blue. it. Did anybody else watch it? it yet. What about you, Miss Fee? So. I didn't watch Woman King. Yeah, it's been a year, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I my, my movie going few and far in between this year. I have only seen one movie in a movie theater this year, and that was Wakanda Forever. And I only did it because we rented out the theater so we'd be safe, so my mom would be safe. So I haven't seen any other movie theater yeah. since. I think the last movie I saw in the theater was Aquaman. I saw three movies this year, which I don't even normally see three movies in a non-pandemic-related space. What did you I, see? Bodyguard 30th anniversary release. I saw Wakanda Forever and Woman King. All right. How was Woman King? Not spoiling it, but just letting us know. I mean, like, I, is it something that we need to watch? I think everybody needs to watch it. I think the criticisms that people were saying were from people who didn't watch the movie. So. I think it com- I think it had a lot to do with the We Was Kings um, division of folks, and they just can't believe Kangs, that, like, Kangs, not black even Kings, folks, Kangs. That black folks, like, did that to other yeah. black tribes, and so mm-hmm. it goes against what they believe the diaspora actually looks like, and it's just like, yeah. guys, did you, like, read a book? Nah? Okay, cool. I mean, look, every population... Every race has done that to their own race. Let's just right. be real. It's like, okay, we the stronger ones of the race. We're going to sell out, you know, the weaker ones of the race. Like, I mean, it's happened across all races. Like, Black folks ain't immune to it either. It's even the concept of, like, watching Black Panther. If there was another, Wakanda takes care of Wakanda. Wakanda does not take care of everybody else. Right. They, like, we taking care of ourselves first and foremost. And maybe, maybe... Maybe the rest of y'all might be able to join us. Right. Maybe. I don't think folks ever take the time to acknowledge that part because they're so hung up on the we are in a position of power and not all the other legitimate criticisms that come with that. This is a statement. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. And also you can't take care of everybody. Like that's just not Mm -hmm. how this works. We see that every day now. People do not want to be ruled by a certain class of people. They don't want to be told what to do by a certain class of folks. Hell, yesterday they had an argument on Twitter about what was it? Oh, I guess somebody had food stamps and they bought like steak and lobster for Christmas. And they were like, How dare they do that? And I was like, It's your freaking food stamps. Their food stamps. Like, what are you talking about? And like the gist of it was when you're on food stamps, you shouldn't be able to do that. And I was like, what? Okay, but first of all. To be fair, like- it was a white woman who started that. No, it was a black dude. It was a black dude. No, no, no. It was a white woman first. And then there was oh, a black and dude, and black dude joined. who latched onto it. But it was started by a white woman. And then they eventually found out that she had like $3.5 million in PPP loans that were um, cleared for her. And then eventually they found out that it was her who it was her receipt. 
That's so right. So she was just trying to start something. Wow. So wow. She ended up uh, deleting her social media. Yeah. That that's she crazy. Her account huh? and uh, went on private because because of course she did. But see, like that's what I'm saying. Like you you created a controversy just because it was something to do, and. Once again, guys, please stop being miserable. If them people want to use their food stamps to buy like a really nice meal, then let them kick it how they want to kick it. Well, here's the thing. If they buy the really nice meal, it's their food stamps to budget for the month. So at the end of the month, you know, you got to make sure you have the money to feed your family. They could have bought it on a sale. Who knows? Right. But even outside of that, everyone gets a different amount for food stamps. It doesn't work the same for everybody. Just because your own food stamps does not mean that you do not deserve to have a nice meal. Like, you shouldn't have to eat processed meats and things of that nature just because you have to be on food stamps. Like, come on, guys. It was just stupid. Well, hell, let's be for real. All of us need to be on food stamps with the cost of food nowadays. That part. That is the uh, truth, the beginning and the middle, because none of us can afford to eat. You know what? Since y'all took it there, we might as well talk about the as I'm calling it, the tale of two Megs, which is Meg the Stallion and Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle, and how the coverage, because a lot of what you just brought up about the food stamps, what goes into that welfare queen stereotype. That's what was unsaid about it until the investigation and exposure happened. That this was probably a Black woman who doesn't deserve welfare queen frauding the system and here's proof of this but when you talk about how black women are also portrayed and i'm going to lump biracial queen megan markle who has a interesting understanding and relationship with her blackness as a black woman for this discussion because one of the reasons why she's discussed the way that she is and how she is discussed is because of her blackness what people like to point out and pick at is her blackness and how dark her baby gonna be you're like yo it's a quadroon come on now but right um, like but they don't know that because all they see is the blackness so can we discuss a little bit about how black women are perceived in the media who talks about them in the media and also the mental consequence because both of them reported to feeling or having suicidal ideologies because of the vitriol of the and the wave of being miserable, like you said, uh, Madame Lizette, and how that is impacted them. So I guess my biggest thing with them is it is protect Black women until those Black women do things you don't like. So all of that sounds real cool on paper, real cute on paper, protect Black women, blase, blase, blase. But the moment that that Black woman goes against a Black man or marries a white man or whatever, they're no longer allowed that same amount of protection. And that's unfair. Because Megan ain't do nothing to me. So I don't understand why we have so many different opinions of that girl. Do we even really think that it's really protect all women, Black women at all costs? Because I really don't think so. No, I it's think- protect Black women within this sphere of what I believe defines what a Black woman should be. Like, that's 100% what it is. Okay, because I was about to say, I think we get trashed as a whole by Black men and even Black women who don't have any respect for their fellow black women as a whole like well, I, don't yeah, ha- I don't even think we have to do anything that they don't like to even be with Meg the stallion like they are falling on their swords to defend a man who was found guilty like he was 100 found guilty like, there was no we not sure they were like no 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 he did it the court of opinion that's what that's how that works like 
you're to be tried by, you know, your peers. And this turned into a Rock Nation, Beyonce, Jay-Z paid them off. He didn't really shoot her. And I'm like, sweetheart, your own star witness said you had the gun. There's three people in the car and two of the three didn't pull the trigger and said they didn't pull the trigger. Who else pulled the trigger? Um, this is this is simple math. This right. is simple scientific reasoning and deduction. But it's become this just let's just beat up on Meg for whatever reason. And then even these blogs and things like that posting that, you know, he was found not guilty when that they hadn't even gotten a verdict yet. Like it's all kinds of stuff like that. It's just ridiculous how it's protect black women until like it no longer suits you and your mission and your message and at some point it isn't just white people who do it to us we do it to each other and the crazy part is well we need to protect black men but here's the thing as a whole yes we do we understand that the system you know disproportionately affects us where you know a lot of times we're found guilty of things that we're not guilty of in the past and the present and sure it's going to happen in the future i'm sure but honestly when the evidence is all there that somebody did it why are we protecting them you have choices your choices have consequences and you need to be held accountable so i don't understand that i don't understand why people think we got to let people get away with doing bad because they're black yeah and then Meghan markle i just have learned way too much about her and her marriage to harry than i absolutely wanted to know Well, I don't think anybody wants to know that much about people's marriage, but I think we had to learn it to get to the nitty gritty of what's besides the fact that people are just insulting her and badgering her because of her half blackness is part of the issue. But in order to understand where it's coming from, we kind of had to get in there. It's It's a shame that we needed to get in there because some things just need to be kept secret. Mm hmm. I agree. And it's not her fault at all. Um, And then finding out that, like, she didn't necessarily view herself as a Black woman because she had never really been treated that way. That's fine as well. White people deal with Black people and their Blackness in certain ways. Right. And people to be mad that she didn't consider herself a Black woman. I'm like, well, here's the thing. And I guess I'm saying this because I have biracial children. They can consider themselves whatever they would want to. The world is going to see them depending on which way they present mm-hmm. the way that the world is going to accept them. Meghan Markle, up until, you know, people, I mean, sure, we may have had our our thoughts that she may have been Black, but she didn't present to the whole world as Black by look. Mm-hmm. So they assumed that she was white until the information came out. And it's not her business that she needs to tell everybody that her mother's Black. Mm-mm. Or that her father's white, and the, and vice versa. Like if I'm presenting, and then white people, black, then white people be over there embarrassing your girl too. God right. damn. And then if you present the other way, presenting more black than white, it's also not your responsibility to have to go around and say my parent, whichever one, is white versus black. And that also, I do consider myself white because I have, you know, a white parent. Like that's not going to escape me. Um. Just like the fact that I'm black isn't going to escape me. Now, how I'm treated may escape you if you don't present a certain way. And based on her conversation that she was candid about, she said her mom didn't really present to her that being black or, you know, was going to be an issue for her because one, she didn't really look black. And two, you know, I guess people are mad that say, well, it can't be racism if I don't experience it. I don't think she ever thought that. She just never experienced it. Mm hmm. That that's the the gist of what she said was 
I didn't get treated differently, so I didn't acknowledge that I was being treated differently. She said she just hadn't experienced it. There's something I can do about her experience. I'm not that girl. Right. And I don't think, I mean, honestly, I've been on this earth, you know, over 40 years, and I've grown up in various, mostly white areas. And I honestly, I don't think I've ever been called the N-word but any, by anybody but Black folks. But that doesn't mean for me, you know, that I don't see racism or that it exists just because you don't experience it. It just means that you haven't experienced it. Right. And you're trying to say it's me that calls her the N-word. Huh? And so, you're so ridiculous. What, what did you say, Lady H? I said it, it, pretty much you're trying to say that it's me that calls her the N-word. <laughs> That's not what I said at all. Not at all. I wasn't even talking about you or inferring you. <laughs> but even outside of that, like some racism is not being called the N-word in your face. Sometimes right, it's right. the passive aggressiveness, the weird comments about your hair, like, right. like that kind of stuff. And if she didn't experience that, she didn't experience that, which in a form makes sense just, you know, based off her look and her appearance. But right. either like, way. I- I would say the most racism that I've felt is the, you know, you in the store looking at something type of thing and the security guards want to follow you. Yeah. But, you know, other than that, there's been no blatant, you know, I'm driving down the street and I cut somebody off and, you know, they call me. Yeah. Some of the stuff that hits the timeline that has not happened to me. That's not happening to me. You know, more, more what happens is I get flipped the finger, get the, get the bird, but that's about it. Like I said, doesn't mean that we don't know that it's there. Right. And I'm not saying that just doesn't deserve to be attacked Mm -mm, or mistreated attacked. By the media, see, that's where I was going to go with that. But think about who the media and what the media are, because now we got two sides of media, right? Where Meg the Stallion has been attacked by bloggers or people who are not journalists and are not held of the standard of journalistic ethics. When called out, their defense has been, well, you know, we're for entertainment purposes and we're not journalists, but they share similarities to the British press who are or who do purport themselves to be journalists. And some of them are op-eds, like to say, uh, like the white guy that wrote that article that said that um, he hated Duchess Meghan on a cellular level and that she should be paraded naked in the streets uh, with someone ringing the bell of shame as a Game of Thrones reference. But you know, when called to the carpet, it's kind of like, yeah, well, it's my opinion. It's entertainment. So can we talk about that pendulum swing of entertainment and the harm and why it's okay to visit that on a Black body or a Black woman, uh, even if it's a half Black woman who represents the fact that she is not a monolith and not all Black people are not treated the same or have the same experiences. Can we actually say that UK journalism is held to the same standard as U.S. journalists? I don't know because they report Maybe this not stuff. the tabloids, you're right. Because uh, I was about to say, they report this stuff in some of the regular papers in the UK like it's regular journalism and from the documentary if you you know watched all six episodes you know she's tell they're telling us that basically that the firm you know basically sells the stories to them to keep one house from getting bad press versus the other it's like okay isn't the goal you're all family even though it's also a business to protect all of the business 
it doesn't make sense to throw one business under the bus and protect the other when you're all subsidiaries of the uh, parent business. It does because strategy and it's, it's about, listen, you marrying a black woman or a black or an American is not the same as covering up the Me Too issue of the pedo king or whatever they, right. they call him or the pegging issue. So it's kind of like, ooh, look over here, a distraction. So I have to give you something else that will distract from me because it's all royal news. So I can understand why and how it is encouraged in fighting. The difference is I thought that Y'all were making up lies to cover up your truths. And it was easy to do it because she was othered because not only is she biracial, but she's American. Well, that and they didn't pick her. He picked her. Right. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a, they hate the fact that he's one of the few royals to actually marry somebody that he loved Mm -hmm. and not for responsibility. And the woman that he loved was black. Yeah, she and, just, like, because think about it, they did that to Kate at first because remember they broke up or whatever because it was just too stressful for her. Um, and then they end up getting back together, and she decided, like, I'll make the necessary changes to be the Duchess you need me to be, or whatever. But at this point in time, was it worth it, girl? Because that man cheating on you regularly. Well, you also have to remember, though, like. Megan is probably one of the more richer royals. Like she had her own money. Yeah, Kate's family too. was Kate's family was somewhat well off, but Megan didn't need to be married to Harry. She got That's married true. because she wanted to. That's true. Whereas like Kate's whole life, once her mom sent her to the same schools that Will was going to, made sure she was put in front of Will. Like her whole her whole family was trying to get her to marry that man. That's all that she was there for. But she didn't need to. I, I mean, I think no, and and the and even if she did, was put in those same spots. They didn't have any real connection. It wasn't like, oh, okay, I'm in the royal, you know, somehow close in the royal court, and so my daughter's definitely gonna yeah, be in I, touch with William. No, I I think he got married out of obligation because he is the heir. Harry is the spare. Like he has he had more leeway to go kind of do what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Whereas Will being the next in line one. And also like you have to remember, I don't think anybody thought Elizabeth was gonna last this long. <laughs> like I think they thought she was gonna be out of here at least a but decade that, or go look, or she, she wasn't doing the things her dad was doing to you know to end up dead early. She wasn't smoking every day all yeah. day every day that's i mean yeah. that's basically why her father died um yeah well first of all they weren't even supposed to be the heirs initially anyway but even so you know she's she pretty much led a healthy lifestyle so honestly even with kate she wasn't the ideal person for william either i think they chose each other i'm sorry everybody's kind of gotta go i have guests here too that i didn't realize i had till i got like five messages so <laughs> we need to wrap that up anything else you want to say so that your heart is clear um my biggest thing is like i said go be miserable somewhere else life is too short enjoy life Find things that make you happy. And I hope that everyone has a good 2023. And thank you guys for inviting me back again to the podcast. Sorry, I was trying to, my dog was barking. Um, Yeah, mine is kind of the same. Like, uh, life is too short to be miserable. My dog is going crazy. That's Mio in the background. If you guys have seen him on social media. Um, Yeah, life's too short to be miserable. Stop worrying about what other people are doing. Um, Worry about yourself. Do what makes you happy. 
And my goal, and hopefully, you know, I listen to my own advice and next year I hopefully, you know, I'm going to do what makes me happy next year, whether that be finding a new career or just finding happiness where I currently am. And, you know, hopefully next year is a prosperous year for me personally and financially um, and career wise. And I'm hoping the same thing for you guys too. And I hope that I find more time to take care of myself and my family. And then hopefully, sorry that my schedule was insane this year and I didn't get a chance to actually hop on more often when I was invited, but thank you for having me on at the end of the year and um, blessings to you guys for this year in 2023. All right. Well, first of all, I think that 2022 had its ups and its downs, um, especially in my family, but we all come through to the other side um, as well as in, you know, business too. And we're going to come out, it's going to be better in 2023. I know that. I feel that. I trust the Lord that it's going to be better. And I thank um, God for all of our podcast family who have come on to record with us and give us their opinions and insight, which you guys help make this podcast what it is. It's not just me and Lady H, um, you know, although we are here most of the time, but you guys help us to be so much better. I appreciate all of you coming on. And 2023, I just look forward and hope that it's just going to be a better year as a whole. And I look forward to, you know, talking to everybody in 2023. Oh, boy. I didn't actually think about this. So I'm going to try to be as quick as possible. 2022 was crazy. I lost about 12 family members this year. Some of them were very close to me. Some of them were a little bit more elder. So we, I did lose about three matriarchs of the family. It's been a very difficult year, but um, this podcast has been a bright spot. It has been or appeared on syllabi this year encompassed two different seasons. Season one, we talked about Black women in romantic period pieces and season two, which will extend into 2023. We've been talking about Black speculative fiction and we have been developing a womanist, feminist, Black speculative fiction canon. So uh, I thank every last single person who has been on the podcast, who has listened and has just been generally positive this year. Madame Lizette, very first guest, multiple podcast guest, family, my reading buddy. Thank you so much for being here today. Miss V, I mean, literally your name says it all, like what sleep though, it used to be what sleep though. So we understand every single thing that you have been doing. We have been so proud of what you've accomplished and what you will accomplish. Thank you for being here today. Lady D, you know, she must have say all. So we will hopefully continue to do better in 2023. So I do extend love and blessings to each and every one of you. And um, the show notes are probably going to be crazy. So I'm not going to do a lot, but check our Twitter timelines, because if you want to know what's hot and what's coming up, I probably will have tweeted it. And if we have to get off of Twitter and get on another spaceship, um, I'll send an email. All right. Y'all take care. Bye. Thanks for coming along on another fantastic journey. Don't miss an episode by subscribing to our podcast and your favorite podcatcher. 
Let us know what you think of this episode by tweeting us at watchwithyoupod, sending us an email at watchwithyoupod at gmail.com, or leaving us a review. And please spread the word. Add us to your syllabi and cite us.